Hey, Reese here, back once again with the ill behaviour. Um, do uh, do the kids still say that? Do uh, do people still know uh, Renegade Master? When did Renegade Master come out? Was that uh, 90, 94, 95 ish, something like that? It was mid nineties, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. My kids probably don't uh, probably don't know Renegade Master. But anyway, I, I've seen the demographics uh, for this uh, particular thing, and um, you're all even older than I am. So yeah, maybe trying to appeal to the kids is a, a bit of a lost cause. But anyway, yes. Um, speaking of uh, ill behaviour, by the way, um, I've just eaten nearly uh, nearly a whole box of uh, Fox's uh, classic biscuits. Um, you know those uh, th those selection boxes that you get for Christmas. And uh, yeah, obviously one of the golden rules of uh, voice recording, doing any kind of voiceover work or uh, any, any, any kind, of, kind of stuff like that, is that uh, you have to be very careful about what you eat. Uh, you don't want to eat things in the immediate uh, run up to that recording that will dry your mouth out or, or anything like that, uh, because uh, you, you can hear it in the recording and it can lead to things like um, clicks and, and mouth pops and, and, and stuff like that. And people apparently don't like that kind of stuff right in their ear. Um, unless they're listening to uh, ASMR type stuff, I guess, and it's uh, an attractive young lady that's uh, that's doing the, the mouth noises, uh, but they, they probably don't appreciate it from from the likes of me, um, you know, as much as they'd like that. And um, anyway, yeah, just as off on a tangent, really, um, those, those biscuits, those packets of biscuits that you get nowadays, don't come with as many as they used to, did they? Um, I'm sure, I'm sure I remember back in the day when I was a kid, you'd open a box of biscuits and there'd be like a couple of trays in there, a couple of levels, which uh, which this particular box does have. And uh, you'd get like four or five of each biscuit, wouldn't you? You'd get your, uh, your chocolate chip cookies and your, your chocolate digestives and uh, your jammy dodger knockoffs and, and that kind of stuff. And you'd definitely get like at least maybe like three or four or even five of each biscuit. And some of these, you only get one. Like you, t you take the plastic tray out, the, the level, and you, you know, take the... Uh, the, the cellophane shrink wrapping stuff off and um, there's just like one chocolate chip cookie in there and it's like what? It's a sign of the times I guess. Um, so yeah if you're uh, if you're one of my international listeners um, I'd like to hear your experiences with biscuits um, or if you're American of course uh, cookies. I guess you don't have the, uh, the, the sort of family um, old lady box things that, uh, that we have here in the UK. Um, obviously, American biscuits are more like a cake that you uh, have with gravy, which always really confused me as a kid. But uh, now, now I like to think I'm a bit, bit more well-travelled and a bit more uh, worldly wise. Anyway, um, biscuits. I'm not here to talk about biscuits. Um, I just watched. Uh, funnily enough, I just watched a video on YouTube. I, I went to the uh, I went to the YouTube homepage. Um, quite quite often, I go to uh, the subscriptions page straight away uh, because the the recommendations on the homepage are always terrible. But um, I think I'd, I'd kind of exhausted my subscriptions, um, so I went to the homepage to, to, to see what was up, what uh, old uh, old daddy YouTube had to, to throw at me, um, you know, to, to feed me uh, <laughs> the the the, uh, the produce of the algorithm. And um, funnily enough, there was a video on there called the the top five reasons podcasts fail, and uh, I can't remember the name of the channel, and it's not really important. Um, but uh, it, it was a guy who'd, uh, he, I wasn't familiar with him, but uh, he, he was evidently, uh, he, had, he had successful podcasts. And um, it, his YouTube channel had like 940,000 subscribers or something. So getting on for a million. So th this guy knows what he's talking about. Uh, you know, nice video, well put together. Um, lots of kind of data and, and stuff like that. And uh, good, good anecdotes of his experience over the years. And uh, it, it, it made me laugh. 
Um, and it's something I wanted to mention just because it's something that makes me laugh about YouTube. The number one, so this video had been basically, uh, it, it was like just over a year old, so it had been on YouTube for just over a year. And the number one upvoted comment on this video was uh, someone who'd summarised everything that this guy had had to say in the form of five bullet points. So uh, literally five lines, um, you, you know, one one bullet point for each of the points that he makes in the video. Because he hadn't added chapter market markers, to be fair, uh, which a lot of people don't do um, because they seem to think it improves their retention. Personally, I think it's a bit rude and uh, just makes viewers' lives difficult, but uh, whatever. He's a podcaster, he's not a YouTuber. And... Um, yeah, so this person had summed up uh, everything, all of this guy's advice in five bullet points, which I won't go over here because that's not really the point of this. Um, and it was the most upvoted comment, and it, ha it had loads of replies. And the, you know, the, this this was a, an eight-minute-long video, and all of the replies were from people basically saying, "Oh, thanks, you know, you've <laughs> you've saved eight minutes of my life." And I'm thinking. This guy's a professional podcaster, you know. He's he's got years of experience. He, he really knows what he's talking about. He's put this video together. It's got uh, all of his kind of personal anecdotes and great examples of, of things that uh, he, the things that he's talking about. He's showing data on screen, stuff to do with listener retention and audience demographics and stuff like that. And uh, people seem to think that they can absorb all of that knowledge just by reading five bullet points and then just clicking off and doing something else. <laughs> <laughs> just, and you see it all the time on YouTube. Um, any kind of like tutorials or um, anything like that. A lot of game videos. You know, that I actually watched one not that long ago um, from a channel that I watch quite a lot. A guy called um, Retro Break is the name of the channel, and he collects Nintendo stuff. So uh, like a Game Boy Advance and, and that kind of era of Nintendo stuff. And um, he, he made this video that was like his top fifteen recommended like Game Boy Advance. I don't know what you'd call them. Um, hidden. I hate to use the, the phrase hidden gems, and that's not what he called it. But uh, it was basically like his favourite 15 Game Boy Advance games that, that you might not have heard of. And uh, one of the top comments on that was very similar. It was someone who'd listed all the games. And again, there were a load of replies from people saying, oh, thanks, that's 10 minutes of, your, of my life that you've saved. And it's like, do people not watch these videos to like hear people's opinions and stuff? I mean, wh why would you go to YouTube? Why not... like? Google it and just like go and read a blog post that's just a list of bullet points. I don't, uh, I don't get it. If that's how you want to consume that kind of content, and um, yeah, you're missing out. You're really missing out. You're not, uh, you know, you're not uh, saving precious minutes of your life. You're missing out on some good entertainment and some informative stuff. But hey, it's not up to me to police how other people uh, want to consume their content. Uh, just a funny thing that made me laugh, really. So yes, I've been working on these shorts. Um, I mentioned in the previous ramble that um, I'd, I'd kind of got this uh, this strategy that I'd stolen from someone. Um, basically, I'm going to release 30 YouTube Shorts on my channel um, in 30 days. Now, one thing I didn't explain was what YouTube Shorts actually are, if you're not familiar with them. So, basically, it's a very similar concept to sort of TikTok and uh, Instagram Reels, where it's a, a vertical video designed primarily for mobile users. You can watch them on your TV or on your desktop or whatever, but uh, it's not really recommended because it doesn't really suit the format, but uh, whatever. And um, yeah, so, so so you watch one and you flick, you scroll upwards to flick through to the next one and then you watch that and then you flick through to the next one and you can, it's got the, the thumbs up and the thumbs down buttons on it as, as per standard YouTube video. Um, 
and yeah, it basically tries to sort of learn what your interests are and just keep endlessly serving up these short videos. So they, they tend to be sort of 30 seconds uh, to a minute long. I think a minute's the maximum. And uh, the reasoning behind this strategy was basically that um, YouTube doesn't really uh, make a very good attempt at, at sort of separating uh, desktop long form content from these shorts from the mobile content. So if you get a, a you know a, a kind of an algorithmic boost on the uh, shorts content from people scrolling through and liking them, uh, then that will also translate over to your other content and mean that that gets more recommended. Bit of an experiment, um, probably not the kind of thing that I should be obsessing over. But like I mentioned in the last ramble, um, I am I am intent on world domination, and uh, it just seems like a fun thing to try to see if it would work. You have to try these things, don't you? It's, I mean, it's been three years I've been doing this, so uh, it'd be fun to kind of mix things up a bit just for a month. I will be doing my normal videos as well. I did mention that. Um, there's there's other things that I have committed to, um, so don't worry about that. The, the standard videos will be there, so you can completely ignore the shorts and ignore this thing as if it's not even happening and it won't make any difference to your life. Uh, so that's all good. And um, so the, the process, I had someone ask me about the process that I've been using to actually make these shorts. and. Um, I use DaVinci Resolve as my, my video editor. Um, I'm not one of those annoying Resolve people, uh, by the way. Um, I, I, know, uh, I know fans of that particular software can get a bit crazy. Uh, it's very good, though. Uh, you should try it. Uh, it's free, and it's better than Premiere. Um, <laughs> I actually bought Resolve a few years ago. Um, I, they did a deal where if you buy the Speed Editor, which is their kind of uh, editing hardware, it's like a little keyboard thing with buttons and a, a big black knob on it. and um, I, I use that for all my editing now. It's, it's a fantastic piece of kit. And um, yeah, they, they did a deal where basically if you buy one of those, you get like a free lifetime license to their uh, kind of paid for studio version, which is what I use now. Uh, really happy with it. Runs great on the old uh, M1 MacBook. Um, so yeah, I, I use Resolve. Um, I, um, I basically open up an existing project for a, an, older, an older video. Um, obviously, I've got all my kind of footage there sorted as I usually do. Um, I tend to sort stuff into folders, so I've got my B-roll and my, my talking headshots and images and captures and all that kind of stuff all separated out. And I create a new timeline, obviously vertical timeline, 1080 by 1920, and I um, drop a bit of uh, background music on there uh, from my, uh, my standard selection from Epidemic Sound, uh, which is the service that I use for the music in my videos. And... Um, yeah, just drop the voice track on top. Um, I don't like to spend too much time on them, so I'll basically maybe I'll, maybe I'll rewatch the video. Um, most of the time, I can kind of remember the main talking points anyway, or I'll, I'll go back to the script, um, kind of pick out a couple of bits, and, and just sort of turn it into a very uh, a very sort of condensed thirty to one minute long, uh, thirty second to one minute long version. Um, Obviously, I'm not trying to make them into short versions of my existing videos. I'm kind of picking elements of those videos that are interesting and just kind of focusing on those uh, and kind of making them their own separate thing. Um, so, yeah, I, I record the voiceover in one take. I don't do too much editing and stuff uh, like I tend to do with my, my main uh, videos. Actually, my, my um, kind of the main videos that I do on my channel, I generally do like five or six takes. So I use a... Um, I use a teleprompter which uh, attaches to the front of my camera and uh, I put my old Android phone in it um, and obviously it uses the, uh, is it like the, the Pepper's Ghost effect where it, it kind of reflects it, it reflects the phone screen in front of the screen, like your heads up display on, on your fancy cars and stuff like that. Uh, so it reflects that up on the on the screen in front of the camera. Um, I'm sure you know what a teleprompter is. 
And then uh, obviously I read the script from there. It has a it has a Bluetooth remote, so I can go backwards and forwards and stop it and start it and stuff. And uh, generally I'll, I'll record sort of five or six takes of each sort of paragraph. I break all my scripts up into into paragraphs. Um, try to kind of record them in such a way that they kind of flow naturally, which can be, can be quite difficult actually. And um, then I'll generally pick the last take, but if there's a problem with it, like I pull a funny face or there's a weird noise in the background or whatever, um, obviously um, then, I, then I can pick from, I can choose from one of the other takes um, and, and just kind of put things together that way. And I, um, I actually have, um, I do the whole thing as, well, I tend to do the whole thing as one kind of continuous talking headshot to camera, which is what my videos will start as. And then I drop all of the other B-roll footage and stuff on top of that. Um, and the reason for that is if there's something that I don't have any footage for or, or whatever, I can just I can just switch back to the uh, talking headshot and it, it all kind of flows quite naturally. Um, and also, if I'm not recording those shots and the voiceover separately, um, then of course you, you don't get that kind of quite jarring thing that can happen where somebody's using a different microphone and, and you can kind of hear it as it switches back and forth between the two. Um, I know, I know, uh, first world problems, um, but it, it does bother me slightly. I, li I like stuff to kind of look and sound uh, consistent. Um, not that that's related to these shorts at all, anyway. That's just a, that's just a yet another tangent. Um, so yeah, once I've uh, obviously I've got these shorts. I've got this vertical timeline. Um, drop the music on there. Drop the voiceover on there. Uh, drop whatever clips I want from the existing video, kind of on top of that. And this whole process takes like. I don't know. I mean, I've been batching them up, so I've been I've been doing like five or six scripts at a time from a video, and then recording them, and then dropping them all in, creating the timelines, dropping them all in, uh, dropping the footage on top of them. And we're talking like I don't know. It probably works out at like half an hour per short, which is I think it's pretty efficient. Um, I'm not going to do all of them in advance. I am going to do some of them at the time in April, um, and I'd, I think I'd quite like to um, look at which ones are doing well and kind of feedback into that and kind of pick similar subjects. Um, you know the the ones that kind of do particularly well at the beginning of the month. I can uh, obviously I've got I've got some time and I've got a bit of a buffer, so I can kind of expand upon those and, and produce some similar stuff towards the end of the month, which will hopefully kind of help with that whole process. Maybe, uh, maybe uh, we'll have to see how it goes. Um, so uh, yeah, <laughs> distracted again. So uh, yeah, I've got these. Um, Obviously, get these videos. I export them. I upload them to a website called HappyScribe.com, which um, I think I mentioned before. And uh, you, you get five videos per month. Obviously, I've had to pay uh, it's twenty-four pounds for a, a month's uh, a month's worth of a pro uh, membership, so I can get these videos. Uh, obviously, it's, it's, you know, then you get unlimited videos. Um, so I'll, I'll get all of those done. And um, it uh, listens to what you're saying in the video. It uh, comes up with the subtitles, with a transcription, with timings and stuff. And obviously, you can go through and you, you can tweak it if it's not uh, picked up any words properly or it's capitalized stuff weirdly. And you can change the timing. So if, if it's crammed a load of stuff onto one paragraph, you can split that out. And you know you can condense stuff down and, and sort of change the spacing of, of the lines and everything. Really, really quick process actually. It took me uh, it took me a couple of videos to kind of work out just how it worked. Um, but it's really efficient once you get into it, just um, kind of uh, moving the subtitles around and, and kind of getting them to flow properly and getting the timing spot on. And um, then it, uh, it generates a video with those subtitles on top, um, kind of baked in, as they say, and uh, you download it. 
Now, the trouble that I've had, I've, I've had a couple of problems with this process, um, basically to do with the audio. So one thing that uh, Happy Scribe does, um, it, it seems to really ruin the bitrate of the audio. Um, if you rem remember, like back in the old Napster days, <laughs> um, if you if you were around at the time, um, again I've seen the demographics, so uh, you definitely were. Um, basically, uh, I mean, we had dial-up at the time, so I tended to look for files that wouldn't take too long to download, and people would encode stuff in like 96 kbps and maybe even lower. Uh, I think Nap I think Napster claimed that 128 was. Um, CD quality, didn't it? And then 112, you could kind of just about get away with, depending on the song. Um, and 96 and below was always pretty, pretty horrific. So we so obviously you'd have um, it, it sound like it was recorded underwater, you know, <laughs> the, the, the high pitched, uh, the high pitched kind of side of, side of things that would uh, end up all crushed and compressed and you'd get this horrible artifacting and, and, and stuff in the sound. And um, anyway, the point that I'm getting to is that Happy Scribe uh, does <laughs> unfortunately seem to do something similar with my videos. I like to um, I like to export all of my videos at quite a high bit rate, you see, because I know that YouTube's always going to compress from there. Uh, it's never going to serve up the actual, the actual version of the file that you upload. Uh, it, it always kind of transcodes it into various different formats so it can switch bit rates and switch resolutions and stuff on the fly depending on the, the viewer's connection. So it's always good, good to give it the best sort of possible starting point that you can because it's only ever going to be downhill from there. So I export stuff at a, a quite a quite high bit rate really for what it is. And then, um, you know, I was uploading these videos to Happy Scribe and they were like a three or four hundred meg each. Um, yeah, literally for, for a one minute video. I know it's crazy. And then um, the file it was giving me back was about 70 or 80 megs, so obviously quite highly compressed. And so I, I came up with this workflow where I, I re-exported the audio from Resolve and then I used FFmpeg and kind of remuxed the two files together. So it, uh, it only added a, a couple of megabytes, but it was like, you know, high bitrate AAC audio. Um, you know that, that was embedded in the file and obviously because it's, it's the same source file and it's the same length, there's no problems there or anything like that. Um, and this workflow actually ended up serving me quite well um, in, in another way, uh, believe it or not, because I, I I was trying to be clever and I thought, well, people are going to be watching these on mobile. So what I need to do is I need to just put loads of compression on the voiceover track. So uh, not uh, not compression in the file sense of the word, but compression in the audio sense of the word. So uh, really reduce the dynamic range of that audio so the, the louder sounds would be quieter and the quieter sounds would be louder. So it, was, it sounded very consistent. Uh, quite an unnatural sounding thing for um, human voice, but um, obviously it's a, it's a kind of a specific specific uh, use case for a specific device. So, And I also, I tend to target my, my voice uh, voiceover tracks on my YouTube videos at uh, minus two decibels and uh, I increased that to, to zero so it was fully maxed out. Uh, I usually use a limiter to make sure it doesn't go over that. And they sounded pretty horrific on my editing setup, uh, truth be told. Um, I use a, I use a hi-fi amp and a proper hi-fi speakers and it, it didn't sound good at all but I thought well this is going to be on mobile so it's going to be fine. So I made a few of these and I uploaded them and then I thought, I'll, I'll watch them on my mobile and see what they're like. And predictably, it sounded horrific. Thankfully, obviously, I already had this workflow in place, in place for um, replacing the audio. 
So I went back into Resolve and I re obviously changed the volume levels back to what they should be, uh, what, I, what I use for most of my videos, and re-exported them, remuxed them with the uh, with the source files, and then re-uploaded them, which really didn't take long at all. And uh, thankfully, they're sounding much, much better. By the way, if you, if you want to have a look at these shorts, there's nothing secret about this. Um, as, a, as a kind of a regular viewer or a, a regular kind of supporter of my channel, you're more than welcome. Um, I have a Discord server. There's a link to join that on my website. I'll put that down below as well in the usual places. And um, there is a shorts channel on there. There's um, there's a new releases channel that all of my videos go on, um, but th there's also a separate shorts channel. Uh, and if you want to have a look at kind of what I'm working on, um, I've, I've been uploading them there as I, as I go along as well. Uh, and then of course they'll all be going public one day at a time when the time comes in April. So that's that. Um, oh, I, I also heard from quite a few people. I, I mentioned previously that I tend to watch a lot of Instagram, well, not a lot, but out of all of the three services, out of YouTube Shorts, uh, TikTok and Instagram, I tend to watch Instagram Reels. Uh, I don't do TikTok at all anymore. I actually deleted the app quite a while ago and I haven't looked at it since. Um, I've never, never really looked at YouTube Shorts, to be honest. And yeah, I, I, I tend to look at Instagram Reels. And I, I had some feedback from some other people who were saying that, yeah, that, that they've found that of the three, uh, Instagram tends to be the better service. I'm not sure if I'm going to bother uploading these to the other services. Obviously, I've, I've put all the work in to make them, so it probably makes sense. But I feel like that would be kind of committing to make more, and that's, that's not really what I want to do. I don't really want to um, continue sort of making stuff in this format because it's not... Maybe occasionally, of course, but uh, I think if, if you want to be sort of uh, popular and successful on those platforms, you really have to commit to it and you have to be churning these things out. And ultimately, it would just be a distraction from the kind of stuff that I actually want to make. Not that I haven't enjoyed making these, of course. It has been a lot of fun putting these uh, kind of shorter videos together. Uh, quite a nice change of pace after uh, after a couple of years of, do of doing the bigger ones. I've got a couple of bigger ones in the works that I'm, I'm kind of switching between as well. Uh, and uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's all that. Uh, I also, um, speaking of uh, speaking of uh, Discord and whatnot, um, a, a Discord regular and a supporter of mine, James, who has his own YouTube channel, uh, NCOT Technology, NCOT, which I will link down, of course, in the usual places. Give him a shout out. Very nice chap. And um, he he asked me a question actually uh, to do with the with the quality of my videos and stuff. And he said, uh, I don't have it up in front of me, so I'm, I'm going to have to paraphrase, but. Uh, he said, do you, do you ever look at kind of the big, well-established channels like LGR and uh, compare your videos to him and say, well, you know, my, my stuff's kind of of a similar quality. Um, there's that ego again. Uh, my, my stuff's of, an, of a similar quality. Isn't it kind of upsetting that, um, not upsetting, but you know what I mean, that, uh, that, that obviously he, he gets millions of views on his videos and, and I get uh, the kind of a tiny fraction of that. And... Uh, I answered, I answered quite honestly, and to be entirely honest, I was watching LGR like 15 years ago. I mean, I, I've been into making videos for, for a very long time now. I, my parents had a, a camcorder, a VHSC camcorder when I was a kid, and I used to make all silly little videos of, you know, I, I used to like do stop motion stuff with Play-Doh, and I used to do, um, like I'd record my sister and her friends singing and dancing, and I'd do like magic videos and that kind of stuff. And then, um, when the kind of cheaper, uh, like digital camcorder, you know, in the early days of um, mobile phones, obviously the, the Chinese companies were, were churning out VGA sensors and, and even worse 
uh, quality and then um, putting those not only in phones but also in uh, like these toy camcorder things that had a little LCD screen and an SD card slot, a couple of AA batteries, you know. And I, I've owned a couple of those. Um, used to make silly little videos on those when I, was, when I was at college and, and kind of edit those up and show them to my friends back in the days before you could put them on the internet or, well, we certainly couldn't because like I say, we, we, we had dial up at home. Uh, and then uh, when I was at university, I, I got a um, a Canon Digital 8 camcorder, which took uh, obviously 8mm tapes. Um, we went to the Le Mans 24-hour race. We used to go there uh, quite quite regularly. We went quite a few years. Uh, the first year we went was 2008, so that would have been the, actually the year that YouTube started. And um, because I had the uh, the Intel Mac Mini, which had the Firewire port on it, I could uh, transfer the video across. Of course, it was it was only standard definition, but um, it, that was uh, as as was the uh, fashion at the time. Transfer it all across and, and kind of dump it all into iMovie and, and kind of make uh, just turn a, a few hours worth of footage into like a, an hour long uh, video for my friends and stuff. Obviously, didn't have to worry about copyright and stuff back in those days, so you can just have like uh, you know like Guns and Roses and, and Queen and stuff like that in the background, proper 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 epic stuff. And uh, yeah, so that I've, I've been making videos for, for probably, well my whole life really. It's, it's always kind of been a, a hobby that I've I've kind of dabbled with. And I used to watch people like LGR, and obviously I still do. But um, you know, people like LGR and, and the Eight Bit Guy back when he—I mean, I actually, I actually remember uh, the Eight Bit Guy when he was the MacBook Guy, and when he rebranded uh, because he, um, uh, when his channel first started, he, he bought like a job lot of faulty MacBooks from some e-recycling, e-waste place in in Texas, uh, and just made videos about how to fix those because uh, the. There was a particular era of MacBook that had like a a, a few, a, a, like a small handful of very common faults that were actually relatively easy to fix, and he kind of made a name for himself, uh, making these videos showing people how to fix these, how to fix these specific models of MacBooks, and he was known as the MacBook Guy. And when they kind of became obsolete and, and he ran out of uh, fixes to do on those, he rebranded as the 8-bit Guy and started doing, um, you know, well, older machines. And that was kind of how we got his start. And I remember, I remember all of that happening at the time. Um, you know, I was watching his videos at the time, and pe people like Ashens and um, Angry Video Game Nerd, Zero Punctuation. Um, that was that was one that I used to watch kind of obsessively. I think they were quite late getting onto YouTube, weren't they? I think they uh, hosted stuff on their own website for years, uh, which I used to go to and watch uh, back in the good old days. And I just remember at the time, always kind of having these dreams of thinking, well, I could do this, you know, I could I could make videos and I could put them on YouTube. I did upload some stuff actually back in the day. Um, I'm not going to tell you where it is. It's it's not public anymore, but it, it is still on there. Um, maybe maybe at some point one day um, in the future, I'll, I'll have a look at those and revisit them, uh, some of those older videos because there's some quite fun stuff. Um, but I, I always had these dreams of kind of starting my own YouTube channel, and, I, and it took me so long to get around to it, obviously. And I can't begrudge the people, those those early pioneers who've kind of spent 15 years building their audience. Um, and uh, yeah, it's 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 quite amazing, really, that um, someone like LGR specifically, like Clint, um, is still making such good videos after all this time. Um, a, a, a lot of people, a, a lot of people, older channels, they. Uh, they, they end up getting to a point where they, they kind of just start phoning it in and kind of taking their audience for granted. And obviously the audience can see see right through that and the channel kind of falls off and, and people stop watching it and then they just kind of disappear into obscurity. So uh, 
it's it's the ones that have stuck around that are kind of the uh, the big inspirations and uh, yeah, always kind of look up to them and uh, have a look at what they're doing and think, oh yeah, you know what? Uh, how, how can uh, how can I learn from these people? How can I how can I be like these people? Like my uh, my influences. So yeah, that's uh, the answer to that question is no. Uh, those people have very much earned those views. Um, obviously, James was in agreement, of course. Um, no argument there. But uh, I, know, I know some people can can find themselves comparing themselves to others and get a bit bitter and twisted about it. And, you just got to do your own thing, you know. I know that's a bit of a recurring theme. Um, perhaps I'm very lucky in that I had the uh, I had the kind of the viral success off the back of the solar videos, and um, there's a lot of people in my situation that are pulling their hair out because they they don't know what to they don't know how to get their videos out there and whatever. Um, yeah, but uh, I guess I guess I've been quite fortunate in that respect. But anyway, yeah, a bit of a mixed bag this this time around. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed listening to this latest ramble. Actually released on time as well uh, this 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 week, which is uh, of course fantastic. So I'm going to go back and I'm going to attempt the uh, Arcade Archives uh, monthly high score challenge, uh, which this month is Ghosts and Goblins. And um, basically, if you can play, if you have a way of playing the original arcade version of that game, uh, either on uh, Raspberry Pi or Mister or, or Mame or whatever. Uh, then uh, that challenge is open to lots of people. I'll link to that down. I'll link to that in the usual places actually, because that's quite fun. Uh, I've been perfecting my technique, trying to get to a uh, hundred thousand points. Uh, I think I've got like sixty-eight thousand so far. So I'm going to go and try and improve on that now. Uh, so I wish you all a very pleasant evening or whatever. Um, it's evening here, but uh, I suppose it might not be when you're listening to this. And. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to check out Control.Reese uh, and all that stuff. Oh, and uh, subscribe to my second channel, Reese Rambles. Um, I'm trying to build that channel up, and it's got less than 500 subscribers at the minute. So uh, if you're if you're listening on YouTube, uh, be sure to smash that uh, that subscribe button. You don't have to ring the bell, uh, but you can smash the button and smash the bell as well. Whatever. Bye.